these of messages on the home and the family. And don't say, well, I'm not married, don't plan to get married. I used to be married, I'm not married. I don't have children, I do have children. I wish I didn't have children. Uh, we're going to cover all of that in the next few weeks. So I challenge you not to in service. If you do, you need Okay, you can tell I don't do it because I don't know how to get it off or whatever. But if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Proverbs 2. And I and it's okay. One through six. Necessary thing. Uh, what's, is this thing up or down or going on and off by itself? That's the way I am. I'm just a yo-yo preacher. I mean, I'm up and down and, and uh, walking the dog and around and around. I want you to, I want you to listen. A good that thing's going to act up, Mr. Nick. We just need to go with this, okay, please? Whatever it takes. Notice the word, second word in your scripture, good. Should be spelt with a capital letter. If not all letters, capital. A good name. Early on, told our boys, hey, it's the name. So far, it's okay. And let's do our best to keep it okay. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. We scrap for silver and gold. But what about our name? It might reflect how we got the silver and the gold. The rich and the poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished by humility and the fear of the Lord and riches and honor and life. Thorns and snares are in the way of the, of the forward. He that doeth keep his soul shall be far from them. Train up a child in the way he ought to go, and the way he should go, and when he is old. He'll not depart from it. Lord Jesus, help us to teach and train our children. Help us to teach and train our, our uh, grandchildren and any acquaintances that we might have. God, I pray that you would dishonor your holy word today. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know what's going on with that thing. It seems like it's too loud and it ain't loud enough. So if we have to turn it off, I'll just do my best to rock the walls with what God's given me, okay? You'll notice in that scripture there, uh, gold and silver, and it goes on down there talking about a prudent man and hiding and doing evil and the snares. Verse 5 talks about thorns and snares. You mark it down, the devil has set up thorns, the devil has set up snares to attack the family today. And it's sad to say that our families are struggling, some of them are struggling to stay together. So I got to thinking about this message and what could I say in an introduction. So I just want to share with you a few thoughts that I, I wrote down. I became a daddy in 1975. Now I was so excited, but the only way that I knew how to be a daddy is the way that my daddy had taught and trained me as his son. In 1970, I became a son-in-law. That meant I had a daddy-in-law. And I watched him, the way he taught and reared his children. And I learned many things uh, from him. Now, the Bible has a lot to say uh, concerning uh, children. It talks about training up a child the way it could go. It says, if you spare the rod, you will spoil the child. And that's what it means. It's talking about discipline here. And so, uh, Ephesians chapter uh, 6, verse 4 uh, 
you know, it's in, in my own language, I want to share with what I wrote down. Do not pressure your child into wrath. Be careful not to push them into an angry mode, but bring them up by nourishing them and cautiously and seriously give them instructions. Now, this needs to start early in life, when they're little tots, okay? You say, well, I guess I've waited too late. It's never too late to start, but the best time to start is when they're young. Um, my daddy lived long enough that the roles changed. He started asking me what to do and how to do, and then the role became I was responsible for his well-being, and I did that until he left this world. Many of you have heard me tell the story. My daddy died in my arms on Memorial Day weekend. He was a Pearl Harbor survivor. Yeah, that sounds sad, but I want to tell you, I wouldn't have traded that moment for anything with my daddy <clears throat> holding him when he had his last heart attack. And so with those thoughts in mind, I want us to think about this. Advantages of training up a child. What are the advantages, preacher? If I train my child up the way the Bible teaches, what are the advantages? First of all, it'll produce one that you can be proud of. Hello? Y'all talk to me now. If you don't talk to me, I'm going to hush. Okay? Say something that you can be proud of. I am, I am very, I mean, I'm, I am so proud of our boys. And what they have become. Um, so it, it'll produce a, a child that you can be proud of. Train up a child. Hey, it don't say if there, right? It says train up a child. Stick with it. Don't give up. No matter what they say or what they come. Don't give up. You see, I, I want to take the word children this morning. As I go through my sermon, you'll, you'll pick up on it if you're listening to the, to the different letters of the word children and to, to share with you what I feel like that they mean. As we think about it, it'll, it'll produce a child that you can be proud of is this. Children are a challenge. Uh, you can mark that down. Children are a challenge. They will try your patience. In fact, you'll find out if you've got any patience or not. You know, you'll figure it out. Hey, I need patience here, Lord. We better be careful what you ask for because they're going to be tried that much more. And first thing you know, they're dug up from out from under a rock somewhere and you'll have one of them come and say, well, so-and-so lets his child do this. I had that experience. So I simply says, I said, well, I tell you what, you get your stuff and you go live with them. Because if you live in here, this is the rule. And another thing, guys, I did not make up the rules as we went. The boys knew the rules. In fact, last evening we was with Caleb and he reminded me about the paddle. Daddy, I remember the day you broke that paddle. <laughs> and I didn't break it on purpose. It broke while I was using it. But you'll not find any marks on those boys. They, they got it where they're supposed to get it. But children are a challenge. Not like a contest now. Some, some parents want their child to be like somebody else's child. Don't do that. Don't put them in that kind of mold. Let that child be who God wants that child to be. But it's your and my responsibility 
to, to work with the challenges as they come, but not like a contest. But you see, they're trying to find out who they are and where they are, and it's your and my responsibility as parents to help them to find out who they are and where they are. I love to see cheerful and happy children. Hey, on, on um, if I'm not wrong, help me out. Next Sunday will be Bucket Brigade, okay? I mean, hey, you, you watch those children. They are excited. They're laughing. They can't wait to get to run to you and take their bucket. I love to see happy uh, uh, and loving children. And just like a while ago, I didn't know who that was. I just went over and knelt down with two young little boys, put my hands on them, and prayed for them young boys that they'll grow up to be what God wants them to be. You can't do enough praying for your children. Hello? You can't do enough. They need to be prayed for every day, during the day, and at night. Okay, we're talking about it'll produce a child to be proud of. Uh, not only are children a challenge here, but children are a heritage. The Bible says children are a heritage from the Lord. Psalm 127, verse 3 says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord. Listen to what else it says. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. And so if we think about that, uh, the heritage, you know, that's from God. That's not from you. It's not from me. It is from God. They are a heritage of the Lord. Okay, when we're thinking about uh, it'll produce a child to be proud of, not only are they a challenge and, and they, they are heritage, but a third thing under being proud of that child, children are inexperienced. In case you didn't notice, children are inexperienced. They are untrained. And Proverbs 22 6 says, train a child up the way he should ought to go. So when he's old, he'll not depart from it. I used to do a lot of mechanic work. In fact, that's, I graduated in Greenville Tech in that field, and, and I would bring old lawnmowers into the shop. And uh, Josh was the oldest, and Daddy, I want to do, here, here, here's a set of wrenches. I want that thing took all two pieces. I want you to see what's inside that. And they do it. Caleb came along, same thing. But what was, what was a real challenge was we went to the jockey lot one day, and he had some money, Caleb did, and he said, Daddy, I'm going to ramble off down here and buy me something. I said, okay. Well, he come back in a little bit. He said, a man's got a weed eater down there that won't run. Told me how much he wanted for it. I said, well, go offer him this amount. He left a little bit. He came back with the weed eater that wouldn't run. So we went, when we got home, he went right to work on it. I didn't do a thing. I promise you, I didn't do a thing. And he got it running. Hey, that was a challenge for him. What if I said, ah, you wasting your time. You don't want to waste your money on a piece of junk. How are they going to learn if they don't get their hands on it? Uh, you know, thank goodness for old people. They have come out with dual wheelbarrow, dual tip wheels on a wheelbarrow. You know, I can push one of them. I don't have to worry about it turning over. I can push one of them. But hey, when my daddy was raising me on a wheelbarrow, one wheel, boy, you better, you better load it equally. You better treat it equally. And so you'll be able to make it to where you're going. And so children are inexperienced. And we need to treat them that way. And cautiously and lovingly train them up in something. They may never touch it again, but they will remember it. All right. Another advantage of training up a child will not only produce a child that you'll be proud of, 
but it'll produce one that will be a pattern for others to follow. A pattern for others to follow. Now, the way he should go is what the Bible says. Um, you know, we need to give them that opportunity. Now, I know, I, I, I know how it is to raise a child and to raise them right. And they go to school and meet some hoogalum and they become like the hoogalum. I mean, it, it, a, a, a brat, if you please. And they come home and they start acting this way and that. Can you go with me with Opie and his friend? You remember that? Ha! Huh. You don't have to do what he says. You don't need to get an allowance. He needs to pay you. Yeah, yeah. And you remember how Opie, he tried it. <laughs> and you said, what's wrong with him? He's laying on the floor kicking and going on. Not only on Andy's show, but I saw that in person in a grocery store. Little child gets a whining and wanting something. And they said, no, you can't have that. They laid down in the floor. The mama reached and got the arm of the child and just dragged him along. I mean, really, I'm serious, just drug him on out of there. And they were kicking and carrying on. I, I thought one time, I said, you know, if mine did that, I'd walk out and leave him laying there on the floor. Just leave him laying there kicking and clawing. We'll go down yonder and peep around the corner and see, see what they're doing. But you know, children, they're children, and we need to treat them as such. Um, when I think about these, uh, these children, one that will be a pattern, uh, you know, some's going to turn out good, some's going to turn out bad, some's going to turn out dirty. But the bottom line there, you're youngin'. Now, you need to think back, you know, how you raised those children. And I've dealt with parents who are suffering because the children won't have nothing to do with them. I said, you need to think back the way you raised those children. Where were you, you know? Well, I was, well I'm sorry. You had the opportunity to be the parent of the children and to do what's right. You chose to not to do what's right. Now here is the fruit of your labor. So best thing you do is ask God to forgive you and get on with life. I think about <clears throat> teaching these children to become a pattern. I think about life skills. You know, one of the, one of the and I won't say the most important life skill is, but one of the life skills is getting along with others. Getting along with us. If you can't get along in your household, let me tell you something, you ain't going to get along when you get to school. And when you get out of school, you ain't going to get along with where you go to work. Because it stems all the way back to when you didn't get along in your household. So life skills are important. Get along with people. Hygiene. Hey, be clean. They make soap. You say, well, our water's cut off. They got creeks. They got rivers. Hey, you know, make it happen, Captain. Get in there, scrub. I remember landing me where we were on a on a, a mission trip out in uh, Peoria, Arizona, and we rented a motor home. I think how many of it was it? Thir thirteen. Don't you listen to this? Thirteen of us. <clears throat> Caleb. I mean, Josh was about six, five years old. He went with us. We got up one morning. There was a bunch of throwing up from both ends. I'm talking that whole motorhome got sick other than Lynn and Josh. Everybody was sick. Thirteen people. <clears throat> Eleven of us was sick. 
And I mean, it was hard living in that camper all the way down through there. And uh, we hadn't had a bath in two or three days. We started crossing the Hoover Dam. We got all the way across, and the, and the boy was driving. He said, boys, let's pull over and go down and get in the water. We did with our clothes on. We took soap, and boy, would we have a good time. So uh, I took a bath right there at the foot of the Hoover Dam. And, uh, you know, I want to be clean. And you should teach your children to be, uh, to be clean. Household chores. Mama, it is your responsibility to train that girl to wash clothes, to dry clothes, to iron clothes, and to cook food. They need to do, listen, they need to know how to do something other than make reservations when they leave home. You know? Hey. I'm serious now. And daddies, you need to teach those boys, listen, how to fix a commode. You know, the fines are leaking. You won't, can't get it. Fix it. Teach them how to do it. Get in there with them. And teach them how to do household chores. I am so thankful today that our boys both know how to wash clothes, dry clothes, iron clothes, and cook. They can survive. And we need to get on with that um, household chores. Um, and make small repairs. Okay. We're, at this, we're on our second point here of producing a child that will be a pattern. Um, children have a life to live. Children should be delightful. Children should be delightful, lovable, and happy. You know, the reason some children aren't lovable today because they didn't get loved on when they were children. A lot of adults today don't want to be hugged. I can tell in a squirt in a minute when I reach out to hug somebody, it's like I got to plague. You know, hey, don't touch me. <clears throat> don't put your hands on me. Well, children are, are delightful. Fun to be with. All of this is good stuff, but listen. The letter R. Listen. Children will be rebellious. I'm telling you, they will try you. Don't you touch that. And they're waiting for you to turn your back where they can just reach out and do it anyhow. Do it anyhow. I, hey, I was rebellious. My boys was rebellious. You've been rebellious. So what do you do when they're rebellious? You take them aside. Say, hey, did I tell you not to do that? Yes, sir. What'd you do it for? Now, listen. I just want to see if I can get away with it. If they get away with it in the home, they're going to try to get away with it at school. They're going to try to get away with it at work. And if they can, they can find a way to, to, to draw money and not work, they're going to do it. The Bible said if you don't work, you shall not eat. Teach those young'uns to work. My goodness. If, if, listen, if any of you parents are given an allowance and the child's not doing anything to earn it, you ought to cut it off. I'm serious. Give them little chores to do. Show me the money tree. I want to see the money tree, Daddy. It's out in the backyard right now. It ain't got a thing on it. <laughs> I know parents, listen, I'm, I know parents that have bought their children out of breaking the law and they continue to do it. I know a man right now who his son was guilty. He knew he was guilty. 
And he went and he, he was completely out of debt and retired. He put his whole house and his whole place up to borrow money against. The boy served a lot of time. And the man still, as far as I know, making payments on a foolish mistake. You hear me, guys? I said a foolish mistake. A call after midnight is not just a chit-chat. Hello, is this Kenny Owen? Yes, it is. Sir, this is Chief Police at Anderson. I have your son down here. Uh, I've got him locked up. Did you want to come down here? I said, yes, sir. I'll be there in a minute. Hung up. Lynn's awake. She says, who was that? I said, you do not want to know. <laughs> I said, all I know is he's locked up in jail. I went down there. Got there, and I, there was about six little Earl Grove boys behind bars. Oh, you preacher, you come to get us out. I said, no. I didn't come to get you out. I just come down here to see if it's real. <laughs> oh. I stood there and talked a little bit, and y'all said, Daddy, you going to get me out? I said, I don't know, son. <clears throat> I said, let me go up there and talk to him. I went back out there. He said, listen. He said, those boys were up in the Belvedere Plaza and said they had open containers. And he said, that's uh, against the law here. But he said, I, I want to tell you about your boy. Said he did not have a container. And said, far as I know, he wasn't drinking. I couldn't tell that he had been. Very nice, polite young man. And if you want to, you can, you can have him, but the other parents have to come. I said, okay. He said, now if you want him to spend a night down here, it's no problem. Hmm. That may not be bad. I walked back in there. And uh, what, what are we going to do? I said, boys, it's looking bad. I said, oh, I'll milk that thing good, you know. Finally, I got Josh out. We started up the road. I said, son, I said, your daddy's laid brick all day long. I said, I'm very tired. I got to preach in the morning. I said, I got no business out here after midnight on Saturday night. I said, your mama's at home right now worried to death. And I said, here's the deal. If you ever get in trouble again, do not call me because I ain't coming. To this day, he ain't called me. Now, whether he's been into it or not, I don't know. But to this day, he hasn't called. But they're going to be rebellious. But there's consequences. Tell them what the consequences are. Again, don't you get on your motorcycle without a helmet. Caught him one day riding around the house without a helmet. I just went out there in the yard. He come over here. I reach and cut the thing off, took the key, put it in. What are you doing? I said, where's your helmet? Oh, I'm just riding around the yard. I'm sorry, you broke the rule. Well, when am I going to get it back? I said, I don't know. I kept it. A couple of weeks, I kept it. The day he had his motorcycle wreck and should have been killed, he was wearing a helmet at 19 years old. Train him up the way he go. If they're rebellious, keep on training. Keep on loving. Keep on praying. You can't afford to quit. All right. Proverbs. Again says, he that spareth the rod spoileth the child. But he that loves him chasteneth him early. Spanking early. Let them know early. All right, the third thing. We're talking about advantages of training up a child. Train up one that you can be proud of. 
Train up one that will be a pattern for others. But another advantage is it'll produce one that is positive and productive. Children will be effective if we have taught them. They will be effective. They'll be effective in the house. They'll remind you of things that needs to be done on the right side. On the right side. I never will forget, Caleb was having a bad day at Anderson Baseball. And I always sit right behind home plate. I wanted to see everything going on. He was having a bad day. Got thrown out at third, I think. Well, as he walked past, headed to the dugout, of course, he had to walk right past me. I'm behind the fence. He stops. He said, Daddy. I said, what? Have you got any unconfessed sin in your life? Have you got any unconfessed sin in your life? (laughs) What do we want to do? We want to blame it on somebody else. Have you got any unconfessed sin in your life? I don't recall answering that. (laughs) But they need to be affected. Children also need to be encouraging. And they will. They will encourage you as parents if you've done your homework back there. They will encourage you. Hey, they may not say a word, but the way they live will encourage you. They they will encourage you along the way. All right, children need to be nice and neat. I see you, Kate. Nice and neat. Okay, now you can take this any way you want to. I don't have any holes in my ears because I am a male, okay? If, you got, if you're a male and you got holes in your ears other than one God put there, that's between you and God, not me, okay? But from behind, I want to look like a male. I want to sound like a male. And I want my britches up where they're supposed to be. You know what I mean? They need to be up. Hey. Quarter swats need to be in machines, not your body. I mean, I've watched that. I said, ma'am, ain't no use you pull it up. You ain't got nothing to pull up. I mean, if it pulls up anymore, it's over with. I mean, hey, be what God intended for you to be. Look nice. Look neat. You know, I look at some of these guys, I'm thinking, man, who in the world would hire them? Who would hire them? Well, Preacher, they got a soul. You're exactly right. They need to be saved if they're not saved and teach them to be nice and to be neat. You know, I'm going to tell you something. When I, when I speak to a, a young a child and they say, sir, I love it. When I do something for them, they say, thank you, I love it. When they come and ask for something and say, please, I love it. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, please, thank you, sir. Yes, sir, no, sir. Those things need to be taught when they're little. You know how we done it? Hey, if they asked for something and the word please didn't come out of their mouth, I pretended I was completely deaf. Didn't hear a word he said. Dad, you didn't hear what I said? Was you talking to me? And it, what did you say? If they don't come up with that word please and they knew what they supposed to, they try you. Teach them to be nice. Teach them to be neat. In Exodus 20, 12, and I'm done. It simply says, 
Honor your mother and your father. That your days on the earth which the Lord hath made might be long. We have turned that around. Instead of children, honor your mom and daddy. It's mom and daddy, honor your children's request lest they leave home. I say, let them leave. You need to call the shots at your house. And it needs to come out of the daddy's mouth that you are the daddy of the house. You will be held responsible for your children. Now, I know that some men work and they a lot of time they're away from home and it falls on the mother's shoulders. But I can tell you this, what fell on my mama's shoulders fell in my daddy's hand. You get the picture? Okay? I honored and respected, but I remember one time I did it. Respect my mama. I run from her. That was the last run. Daddy finished up at the finish line on that run. I mean, he took care of things. Guys, I'm telling you, we have one chance at our children. Before you know it, they'll be out of diapers. They'll be in short britches, long britches, skirts, pants, what have you. And you waving bye to them. And the next move will come when you say, have you heard from the children? You don't love them. You don't teach them. I don't blame them. I wouldn't go back either. I wouldn't call them either. Listen, it, you need to stick with it. Honor that mom and that daddy. You may not have had the best mom and daddy, but they're your mom and daddy. And you need to honor them. You need to respect them. And hey, it's not always easy, but God said to do it if you want to live a long time on this earth. Advantages of training up a child. Raise one to be proud of. Raise one that'll be a pattern. And raise one that'll be positive and productive. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for our parents. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they would take this word serious. That they take this thing of raising children serious. If they're from a divided home, I pray that the daddy would see to it that the children are taken care of. I pray that you'd help them to go out of their way. And I pray that they would ask you to forgive them and to help them to walk and to stand the way they need to do it. Father, it's exciting for me as a pastor to baptize these precious children this morning that, that come from good homes. And I pray that you'd help these parents to continue to work with these precious children, to train them up the way they ought to go. Help us as a church family to do the same. Help me as a pastor to do the same, that the little children will want to come to me, Lord. And I just thank you and praise you for that privilege uh, this morning. Well, I pray for our people now. God, if anyone needs to come to this altar, if anyone is in here lost today, God, that's the first step in doing things right is to accept you as a personal Savior. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give them the courage to do that today. And Lord, we'll thank you. We'll praise you for all that you do for us now. For we ask you all in Jesus' name, amen.